0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jonathan India is the key to the entire offseason for the Reds. I will tell you why on today's Locked On Reds. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, and my name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan that has turned an addiction to this team into information for you. This is going on my sixth offseason now, covering the Reds for this podcast on Locked On Reds. I also write about the Reds over at InsideTheReds.com for Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated. And I love this Reds. Team. And as we head into the offseason, I'm gonna be with you here every day because I'm the Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every single day, and we're free and available on all platforms. Wanna thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me talk some reds with you. If you're an everydayer, thank you so much for being show. Let me know down in the comment section here on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F. So you could also hit up the show at locked on reds as well. Uh, today on the podcast, I got a couple of bold predictions for you about the Reds off season. One of them, you can see on the screen right there, India is the key to this off season. The second one you're going to like, I promise you. And then the third and later on this show, we're going to talk about Nick Senzel becoming a free agent and why even though it was expected, even though it was something that we called Still a little bit sad. We'll talk about all of that on today's Locked On Reds podcast that's brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that wins. That's $150 bucks if your team gets the dub. Visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on to get started. And where we will start today is the fact that Jonathan India is the key to this off season. Now there are multiple reasons as to why there are so many rumors right now surrounding people being interested in India, people calling Nick Kroll and saying, we want to trade for Jonathan India. In fact, some reports, uh, whether you're looking at MLB trade rumors, whether you're reading some of the national baseball writers, all have industry experts, saying that just about everybody has talked to Nick Kroll about Jonathan India. Here's why I say that he's the key for the Reds offseason. He will either be the first big move that the Reds make. They've already made a couple of minor league signings and stuff like that, nothing of note. But he will either be the first move that the Reds make, or the Reds will sign someone, and that means that India won't be traded at all. Because hear me out on this, the biggest reason you trade Jonathan India this offseason is to upgrade the pitching staff or make an upgrade to the Major League roster. In fact, um, looking at some of the things that Nick Kroll has said here recently, he was quoted in the Inquirer by Gordon Wittenmeyer about his propensity to want to trade Jonathan India. Nick Kroll said this, I wouldn't say we're motivated to trade India, but... Uh, you know, we have to be open to anything, but just motivated to move players off your roster, just because that guy might not fit a specific spot. That doesn't make any sense. And I think that's where a lot of people start. We've said this before, that if you look at this Reds Zenfield objectively, he's the odd man out. But does that mean that you trade him? I mean, he's under team control, and he's going into arbitration this year where he's probably going to garner a raise that doubles his salary. Now, doubling his salary means he's gonna go from like 780,000 to 1,600,000 or 1,700,000, something like that, thousand or $1,700,000 for next year. That is good for the Reds, especially when you think that depth is good for the Reds. We saw how much the Reds needed depth this past year. In fact, most of the roster was churned and turned into rookies and things like that due to injuries to players at key times. So to trade Jonathan India, just to trade him because he doesn't happen to be one of the four best infielders that you should be able to play every day is not Prudent, in fact, you can work him in multiple different ways. How the lineup can kind of change around. David Bell loves to play with the lineup. Jonathan India would give you the option to do so. Plus, mentioned a moment ago, industry sources saying that everyone is interested in Jonathan India. Here's the key. And this one was quoted in Gordon Whitmire's article that industry sources say an Jonathan India trade would be for prospects i.e. Nick Crawl has only been offered prospects so far. Mm-mm. Nope. Not into that because then that follows along with what Nick Crawl just said. You know, you don't move a guy because he's not as fit for a specific spot. That doesn't make any sense. That's moving a guy to move a guy. The Reds aren't going to trade Jonathan India right now. You don't have to trade Jonathan India right now, especially if the only offer is prospects. You move him to upgrade the major league roster. If you're not doing that, you should not trade Jonathan India. And that is why I think we'll see a, we'll see a, a, an announcement about a signing or maybe they make a different trade where they acquire some, some players or something like that. But I do not believe because of this, that Jonathan India will be traded this off season. Now that's to say nothing of next year as we head toward the deadline, whatever, this isn't closing the book on ever trading Jonathan India, but he's not going to be traded this off season because if Nick Kroll, is getting quotes from everybody, getting calls from everybody. And they're all saying the same thing, that they'll send prospects for India. And I'm not into that. And I don't think Nick crawl is either. He's got a quote, and we'll, we'll look at this coming up in the next segment, that makes me believe he is wholly focused on making this a playoff team next season, this, this coming year. They're not looking to find some lottery tickets, hope some some guys that you hope pan out. They now know what they need. They need quality. So the only reason you trade Jonathan India is to get quality major league players back. We've talked about this before as well, Steve and I have that, you know. A, Nick Crawl probably values Jonathan India more than any other general manager in Major League Baseball. And that's okay. That just means he's not going to trade India. He's not going to lowball this deal. And I think that that is a good thing because I agree with him. I think India does fit on this team, he fits in the clubhouse, he fits the personality. Now, how the positions work out, that's a little bit more of an interesting discussion because. I still fall under the objective category to say that he is not one of the four best infielders on this team, but I think you can still move things around with the DH. And if you can get him to play a little bit of outfield, or maybe Ellie De La Cruz to play a little bit of outfield or however that works out, there's still plenty of opportunity for him to get those at bats. And in fact, in the same article with Gordon Wittmeyer, Nick Kroll said that there are bats for him. Remember when the reds, Decline the option of Joey Votto. They said that there were not at-bats for him. Nick Carl's not saying that with Jonathan India. He's saying that there are at-bats for him. So they see a plan forward. They understand how they're going to finagle this. And he is not just going to trade India just to trade him. There's a lot of people out there, the, the, the strange, okay, not a lot. It's a minority. But there's a minority of Reds fans out there that almost believe it's a foregone conclusion that Jonathan Indy is getting traded. I don't think so. I don't think it's happening this offseason at least. But with that being said, the Reds are going to do something this offseason that they've never done before. I'll tell you what that is coming up next. Before we talk about that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is FanDuel. You can score off in this NFL season with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets back with a winning $5 Moneyline bet. All you have to do is you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, and your first $5 Moneyline wager that wins will get you $150 in bonus bets on top of that winnings. Vandal's got so many great promos on top of that as well. If you're looking at each NFL week, they've got, you know, same game parlay boosts. They've got money line boosts. They've got different things to help you get a bigger payout because that's the name of the game, turning your sports knowledge into cash. Fanduel wants to help you do that with all their different promos and deals like this. Like if you are looking to join them right now, this $150 promo bonus bet, for your first five dollar money line win, is a huge get to try out today. Plus, if you've not joined Fanduel yet, this app is so easy to use. I have looked at other sports books; Fanduel's is the best. It's so intuitive. You can find the the game, the the line, whatever it is you're looking for, very easily, very quickly. There's no digging, and 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 they're right there. And you know they've got a wide range. Of options, whether you're talking about the money line or you've got point spreads, you've got over unders on totals and and yardage and different things like that. When you're talking about football, you got points for basketball, goals and, and assists and hockey and things like that. So much more. And I mentioned those single game parlays, those same game parlays. That's one of my favorite ways to enjoy any sporting event that I might be watching on TV. You know, you throw a couple of bucks on there, and if you get a couple of you get them all right, you. Make some money watching a game. It's a lot of fun. Check them out at fanduel.com slash on and enjoy the NFL season in style. Fanduel is an official partner of the NFL and the official sports book of Locked On. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7 covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And let's get back to talking about this Red Sox. As I told you, Jonathan India is the key, and they're not going to trade him. So let's look at this, because right here is going to be a lot of fun. The Cincinnati Reds will sign their biggest free agent contract ever. That is my bold prediction. That is me reading the tea leaves, seeing what's happening, seeing the market. There's a number of reasons for this because competition in a market that the Reds cannot ignore led by a man who has control to make the big move will lead to this happening. Let me, let me, let me flesh this out because there's a couple of, a couple of things there. The pitching market on the free agent The free agent pitching market is so deep. There are lots of pitchers to choose from, but because of that, there are lots of teams that are like, hey, we could upgrade our pitching. We could upgrade our starting pitching. We could upgrade our relief pitching because there's plenty of guys out here. So it's going to be competitive. Just because the Reds are in on a guy doesn't mean that there's not going to be a bunch of other teams in on a guy. Which, by the way, for those of you that are so sold, and I would love to see this too, but if you really, really firmly believe that Sonny Gray is coming back to Cincinnati, he's been contacted multiple times by St. Louis, and he's been contacted by Atlanta. There's lots of competition out there. So, the Reds are going to have to make a competitive bid. But, here's why I think that they're going to get it done, because Nick Kral has been given an operating budget and has been given the autonomy. That's the key. To make the team better now, make this a playoff team in Cincinnati in 2024. I firmly believe that. I believe that Nick Craw has been in control of this team for some time. Now, yes, Bob Castellini is still in on the decision making, they're the owners, but they sign off on the deal ultimately. And I don't believe they're meddling. I believe that this is a case where Bob has finally relinquished control to baseball people. We've been begging for this for years. And it's not necessarily something, I mean, mean, it'd be great if they had the Steve Cohen budget, the unlimited budget, where they could go out and spend $400 million on the payroll. But they don't. The key is to give a budget to your baseball people and let your baseball people baseball. That's what they're doing. I think Nick Craw is in control of this organization so far as how the moves are going to be made, how the roster's going to be set up. And because of that, He sees the need, and he sees how he has to get it done, and the Reds are going to sign a big-time starting pitcher this offseason. That's not the bold prediction. The bold prediction is that they're going to spend more money on a free agent than they ever have before. It's just going to link up with the fact that it's going to be a starting pitcher because there's going to be so many different guys out there, so many teams in on it, and here's why I believe this. There's a great quote that Charlie Goldsmith actually had in an article. He was talking about uh, you know, the – the need for pitching, and Nick Kroll was talking about this. This isn't, you know, it, it, a lot of the off season we, we like to talk about rumors. We like to talk about rumblings and grumblings and different things like that. That's going to be a thing. We're going to hear a rumor from here. We talked about this with different John Morosi tweets and, 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 and things like that. We're going to discuss that. But this is not a rumor. This is straight from Nick Kroll. He said this. For us, we can add some sort of blend of quality and quantity of innings. It's not like, hey, I want to take a shot on this guy because he could be nothing, but he could be a huge upside play as well. We need to make sure we're bringing in quality innings to help our younger players with that upside. Now, Nick went on to say in this article that Charlie had that the Reds already have plenty of upside plays in their pitching staff. I mean, you, you talk about all the different guys that are coming back from injury or, or guys who maybe looked good at times last year, looked bad at times last year. That's the profile that fits the, you know, the dart throws, the lottery tickets that we talk about on the free agent market as talented. As we know that Hunter green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, Andrew Abbott, Hunter, I already said Hunter green, uh, Brandon Williamson, even Connor Phillips can be, they are not known commodities. Whether it be injury or whether it be just tiny sample size that you don't know anything about, they cannot be counted on to be we know who they are right now. The Reds need somebody like that, and there's plenty of those guys out on the free agent market for them to go get. And with all of the competition that the Reds are going to have, Like I mentioned the Cardinals and the Braves, the Cubs are going to be spending a ton of money. You better believe that Steve Cohen's going to get his checkbook out for the Mets because the Mets aren't doing the whole rebuild thing. They don't have to, but there's going to be so many different competitors out there trying to sign the guys that the Reds want. So if they're going to make a deal, they're going to convince them. And I know we love to talk about like, well, Cincinnati's great baseball town. It's a lot of fun to be in probably draws players the biggest thing that draws players is the moolah. Got to get that moolah and the reds are going to give it. I, I really f- believe that Nick crawl understands the assignment. You can't just go out. And as much as I love Wade Miley, you can't just go out and sign Wade Miley and say that you've improved the starting rotation. He showed flashes in Milwaukee, but he still had injury issues. You remember the year before he was really good in 2021, 2020, he was just uh, kind of, he wasn't necessarily the guy that you could count on like you could in 2021. And I've said this before. I don't necessarily know that he has a better year in him than what he gave the Reds in 2021. So you could sign that guy, but him alone does not improve this starting rotation enough. There's plenty of guys. Sonny Gray does. Blake Snell does. Jordan Montgomery does. Michael Walker is close, but I almost feel like Michael Walker is one of those guys that if you sign him, you still need more. And I think that the Red, I think that Nick Kroll specifically is going to attack this free agent market with the idea that he's going to make a big splash move, and then a couple of other moves. Because in this article with Charlie, he also talks about you know getting guys that you know fit the bullpen getting guys who might be a bullpen guy but also can make some starts. By the way, Nick Martinez was named, not by Nick Kroll, but by Charlie Goldsmith, and Nick Martinez fits the bill. He's one of my like coveted, please go get them reds, please go get Nick Martinez this offseason. I think he makes his bullpen a ton better, and he can start in, in in spot situations where you need him to. But that being said, you still need to go get that top flight starting pitcher Nick Crawl's going to go get that. But in order to get their dude, they're going to have to sign a free agent pitcher uh, for more money than they spent on Moose or Castellanos, which both guys, you know, they made $16 million a year tied for the, the largest free agent contract the Reds ever signed. The Reds are going to sign a bigger deal this offseason for that. That's my bold prediction to you. You know, switching gears a little bit from what's going to happen to what has already happened, it was time. Still the news from this past weekend carried with it, the end of an era. I'll tell you what I mean coming up next. Before I do that, though, I want to let you know you can follow us in between episodes. Steve will be back with me tomorrow. Just his his schedule didn't line up with me to record and talk Reds with you here today. So I appreciate you joining me, just you and me talking Reds. But you can follow us in between episodes on uh, X, on Twitter, whatever at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two Fs, and you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds. Also, check out my work at InsideTheReds.com, uh, Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated website. And you can join the On Reds Discord chat. We've got a link down in the description of this episode uh, that I'd love to have you join us. We talk Reds all year long. A lot of great different, uh, you know, discussion areas in there, talking Bengals, which... The depressing news of Joe Burrow getting hurt, which our friends over at Lockdown Bengals will have more about, but, hey, you know, just coping, just coping a little bit there. But uh, as we talk Reds throughout the offseason, get ready for Reds Fest. It's it's going to be here before you know it. I can't believe, we're. I mean, it's Thanksgiving week. This year is just, woo. it's gone, man. It's gone. But let's talk about this, because Friday, the Reds non-tendered three players. They non-tendered Nixon, Zell, Derek Law, and Rivar San Martín. I want to talk a little bit more about that with Steve. That's why I didn't really dive into this detailed today. But I kind of wanted to focus on Nixon Zell for a minute. Because Nixon Zell is now going to have his name next to Brandon Larson. He's going to be on the list next to Daniel Corsino. Prospects whose careers didn't live up to the hype. And it's not to say, you know, in a malicious way or anything like that, I, I hold no ill will toward Nixon Zell. Like, I, I hate the fact that he didn't pan out. I wanted to see what they were talking about. Whenever he was called up, there's a lot of people saying that this dude could be a 300 hitter. They never saw that. But that's what scouts said. They said he had a good hit tool. It was it was a 60 grade, or at least the, the you know, they give you like a, a current value and a future value. They had his future value of his hit tool at 60, which is, is close to a 300 hitter. That's probably not always a 300 guy, but basically a top of the lineup mainstay. He never got close to that. Maybe against lefties, but even still, we talked about that. That's 27% of the time. Like when you hit against righties, you got a hit, and he didn't hit against right-handed pitching. But he's a guy that, whether you look at fan graphs or whether you look at baseball reference, his career wins above replacement are in the negative. And that is so far from what we expected. And this is the perfect, like, encapsulation, and lots of people are talking about this, so I didn't want to harp on it too much, but I agree with them. It's the perfect encapsulation why the Reds cannot get enamored with what they have right now. As enticing as all of these players are, and as awesome as some of them looked at sometimes last year, you cannot bet on all of that getting better. You cannot bet on all of that staying the same or, you know, you know, just not getting worse. Especially in Nick Kroll's position, with the autonomy that he has been handed, he has got to be judicious with this. And I think that Nick Senzel is just a, another name on the long list of players to be like, look, as exciting as Ellie and McClain and CES and Noel v. Marte and Spencer Steer and Will Benson, as exciting as all of these guys are, the Reds are not a finished product. Not by any stretch. And I think that Nick Crawl understands this. That he's, He said multiple different uh, times. that There were a lot of great articles in the Enquirer. I don't know if you subscribe to them. I, I highly recommend Gordon Whitmire and Charlie Goldsmith's coverage of the Reds. But I, I, I feel as though there, there was a lot of great stuff from Nick Crawl that really leads me to believe he understands. It's not just about prospects and the hope of the future. You've got to have the now. And the Reds are going after the now this offseason. But kind of dialing it back into Nick Senzel, like, I hope he sticks on with another team. And I hope he figures it out and has a fruitful Major League career. Because there's just so many, there's so many players that it, it seems like they come up and they're told that everything is going to work out for them. Everything's going to fall their way. And it just doesn't. And, and you you think about the relationship of the Reds and Nixon Zell. He was kind of, I hope, and this is a little bit of the Reds Optimist coming out here in a segment about uh, losing your, your former top prospect. But I hope he was the last guy to really have the whole service time manipulation thing happen to him. But that definitely happened. They held him down. They changed his position multiple times throughout the minors. They changed his position in the majors. They There were injuries. There were some injuries that it sounded like Nixon Zell didn't think he was hurt, but he was being held back for. So many different things that went on in his career that whenever he was sent down to AAA in August of 2023, of this past season, it kind of felt like that was the end. Now he came back up because of injuries and he finished the year in the major league side, but we all kind of saw this coming to an end and coming from the number two prospect to this, this really awesome piece in the athletic a couple of years ago by C Trent Rosecrans talking about how he was scouted at Tennessee and how the Reds were able to land him in the draft and stuff like this. For it to end in a non-tender is just a bummer. And I really hope that we don't talk about that with the guys that we saw. As rare as it was for the Reds to call up all those dudes and then be so electric so fast, it's going to be even rarer for all of them to continue to pan out. That's just how baseball works. And Nick Senzel is a... Cautionary tale there. Just another entry in a long list. And this is just the Reds. I mean, there's so many different players on other teams that do this. Now, I did see for Nick Senzel's credit, MLB Trade Rumors expects him to sign a, a guaranteed major league deal, not one of those minor league deals with an invite to spring training. And they even speculate, MLB Trade Rumors does, that there are f- uh, five teams. <laughs> Now, one of these teams is not like the other, but there are five teams that could even look to add Nick Senzel to their roster the Nationals, the A's, the Royals, the Tigers, and the Diamondbacks. Let you pick which one doesn't fit. But uh, to say that he's got opportunities out there, and I wish him the best. And I really hope that he kind of figures out his career and he turns it into a nice. Long fruitful career. He's, I mean, you know, he's going to be 29 this season, so he'd be a late bloomer at this point. But he, he's going to go down as just another entry in the cautionary tales that are prospect hype does not always equal reality. And with that being said, Nick Craw knows this, so he's going to be active this off season. Like I mentioned, look for it. Bold prediction: Reds sign their biggest free agent contract. This offseason. You heard it here on the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Like I mentioned, Steve will be back with me tomorrow as we continue our look into the offseason. We we look back on the season that was, uh kind of break down some some more players and things like that and, and the importance that they have for the Reds moving forward into the future. But we're also going to break down the 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 non tenders. Derek Law and Revar San Martin actually kind of surprised me a little bit, and I'll tell you why. Uh, but it, I think it's more of a good surprise than I initially expected it to be. There, there's a discussion to be had in there, and I want to discuss it with you tomorrow. So make sure that you join me. Make sure that you're following the podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including on YouTube. Click that bell to get notified whenever we've got new content for you because we will be locked on Reds every single.